Welcome to Maddie Speaks. My name is Kevin Maurer, Director of Community Engagement for the Cape Fear Collective. I've spent my whole career telling stories, but nothing really is a substitute for that lived experience. That's why when Maddie, an African-American woman living with her family in New Edinburgh County, was willing to sit down and tell me a story, I jumped at the chance to hear it. On paper, Maddie's part of the American middle class. She works in healthcare, and her husband is a public servant. But as we talk, you'll hear the reality of her every day, from just making rent to overcoming systemic racism. And then the pandemic hits. You know, this is a rare, unvarnished glimpse at one life. Now, I wish Maddie's story was unique. But as you listen, keep in mind her struggles are more common than we'd like to admit. And empathy is our best tool for understanding. This episode is mostly about getting by. We talk about why Maddie decided to move from Wilmington into the county. We talk about affordable housing. And we talk about how she does her grocery shopping and stretches every dollar. Back. Yes. Okay, so I think the first thing we got to talk about is where you live. So when I came to visit you, you live, you live, you don't live in town. You live in the county. I do live in the county. And that was a conscious decision that you made. Because we lived in city. We lived in city and we moved from city to county. Um, Because we were, the time my son was in the seventh grade, Mm -hmm. or going into the seventh grade. And um, the school that they were at was not a good school. Um, we didn't want them to not have a great education. Um, I believe that your education, whether it's trade school or college, whatever it is, I think that you still have to have a good, solid foundation. And I didn't feel like they were getting that um, right. my son and daughter were getting that at the school they were at. So we had, and the living that we lived in was disgusting. And not necessarily because of us. Um, it was just not a place where you want (laughs) to raise your kids Um, and so we made the effort one day to go out and look and we found these apartments and that's I think a very key thing for this conversation I do not live in a house I live in an apartment Um, and we found it and it was rent at one point and we've lived there for over three years now and our rent has Increased by probably almost three hundred dollars since in, we moved in. In three years. In three years. So okay, so just to be clear, we're being intentionally vague mm-hmm. on yes. purpose because yes. it, what we're getting at though in this is that this is I mean, this goes back to affordable housing to some mm-hmm. extent, but it also because because you know you guys have professional jobs on paper. On paper, we make exceptionally. I won't say exceptionally well, because I've learned that living in Wilmington, North Carolina, what I make is not that great right. in comparison to what other people make. I'm like, I'm doing bad. <laughs> but growing up where I grew up, what we make, we would be able to buy a lavish home. However, there aren't any jobs. Whereas down here, they're throwing up these apartments that are $2,400 a month for a three bedroom. Um, I cannot afford that. Um, I struggle some months to pay what we pay now, and we pay twelve fifty. Um, our rent just went up another seventy bucks. Before we go any further, let's take a second to look at some numbers. According to the latest census data, median house values in New Hanover County are ten percent higher than the U.S. median, and nationally, forty-four percent of Black households are homeowners versus sixty-five percent of white households. And you work you work at a medical office. Mm-hmm. My and, husband is a public servant. Right. So I mean, those jobs alone should be affordable enough to live here, which is 
I just did a podcast about housing and, and stuff. And, and one of the, you know, the, it's no it's no secret that most of our public servants live in Leland. Teachers Absolutely. live in Leland. I have a very close friend who um, will be moving to Leland and has, like, tried to convince us. And I'm like, but we've had to make some tough financial decisions that have impacted our credit along the way. Um, now, I don't pretend to ever act like, yep, we've had it all together and it is just bad. That isn't it. Right. Um, but whenever you put yourself in a hole and you've got to dig yourself back out of the hole, it takes some time and effort and things happen along the way, especially when you have kids in life and, you know, you never know who's going to get a runny nose and you have, you know, this $35 copay for one kid to go to the doctor. And then the next thing you know, the other kid's six, that's another 35 plus you're buying, you know, it's just those little things that mess people up and I don't privilege allow some people to go through life and not realize that those little things are actually pretty big freaking things um so it's just kind of been that's just been our story is you get ahead and it's like yep we're doing well and you're trying to maintain that so you can move to the next step and then something happens and sets you back well your margin of error is small too you guys don't have a big wiggle where nope I mean, you're cut a, you've got a tight budget. We are like, we zero out every month. Really? Every two weeks, we zero out. Like, we hit, we probably go into the red. Every two weeks? Every two weeks. So you're, you've got a budget down to the dollar. I absolutely, <laughs> you should go grocery shopping with me. We could do that as an episode one. We time. should do that one. Like, time. what I have to do to grocery shop. Where do you grocery shop? I, <laughs> I actually have many places I'll grocery shop. Um, obviously don't give it away I think we could, I think we'll do that one day yeah just for because I don't think people understand that I think I think there's a lot of people who live in this they just grocery shopping it's luxury and let's remember I'm going to keep using this reference from our first episode that I have a hundred balls I'm juggling right one of those balls is grocery shopping so I have to literally sit down and make time to find out what the paycheck's going to be because most of the time like my paychecks are pretty consistent my husband's fluctuate just a little bit so and when I say just a little bit sometimes that's two to three hundred dollars which in our life it's a lot (laughs) but i have to find the time to sit down and figure out every bill and figure out what that looks like and then i have to go on to okay so now we need this for groceries and we have to make sure um that we have enough to cover the groceries for two weeks um it's a it's a process and i definitely do not shop just i have to go all over the place because i try to find everything that's affordable who trained you to do that? Me. My, well, let me not take all that credit. My grandmother was a penny saver. Like, right. she... At one point, it was like nine of us in my grandma's house in Ohio. And that was a whole different story. But she was able to make do. And I remember once I had a conversation, I called her and I said, Mimi, how did you make this happen? She said... You guys didn't know, but I would open another can of spaghetti sauce and throw that on the noodles and make it look like we had a whole fresh pot. I was like, wait a second, mind blown. <laughs> what are you talking about? And she was like, but you have to remember when you were a kid, things didn't cost what they cost now. Um, and so that I've had to teach myself how to do it with the prices today. But I definitely watched my grandmother figure out and manipulate little things to make it work for our family. The University of Washington study found that a New Hanover County family the size of Maddie's needs a household income of about $75,000 to be self-sufficient. That's 44% above the county median. 
And even that amount is barely scraping by, leaving only about $64 a month for emergencies. Further compounding the problem, Lumina News reported in July 2019 that Wilmington rental rates were increasing at a rate of 4.2%. That's more than twice the national average of 1.6%. Since that article ran, the Zillow Home Value Index has increased by 6.8%. So, an already expensive housing market is getting more expensive faster than everywhere else. I, I, I don't know how you handle and manage the stress knowing that every two weeks you guys have to start over. Like there's no cushion, there's no leftover, there's no, you know. Now, when I grocery shop, I do try to make sure that there is enough. I try to grocery shop for at least 16 days so that there's a two-day window. Um, I do try to grocery shop enough that we have leftovers. So I usually can have a little kickback, but um, me and one of my friends actually had a conversation one time. She was like, so you use everything in your freezer? I said, yeah, before I go grocery shopping again. Like, it is all depleted. Like right now we gotta go grocery shopping and so there's like Eggo waffles in our freezer. <laughs> That's about it. How do you, how, on top of your your job, on top mm-hmm. of basketball tryouts and dance uh-huh. and, and then if I recall, you're in school too. Mm-hmm. On top of school. Just finished a class actually, I'm pretty proud of myself. Nice job. Thank you. <laughs> um, and then so and then other expenses, right? Mm-hmm. On top, you have rent, and then you have utilities and all that as mm-hmm. well. And you have to have a car to get to your job, and yeah. you got to pay for that, and you got to pay for car insurance and all that. How many cars do you guys have? We have two. Two cars. I mean, two cars right there. That's I think. I think my husband definitely does not live like. It, there is no way we can make one car work in our family due to where our job spacing is. Yeah. How do you how do you manage that? Is it is it constant stress or you just are you just? So I live my life that it, what I don't understand what the point of being sad is. I especially hate to see people who I know are privileged and they're like down and out for what? <laughs> like right. I don't understand it. Um, it is stressful at times. It's stressful when your kids want to do things and you don't have the means to do it, and you have to come up with some BS lie to give them and it's not even necessarily a BS lie I just don't want my kids to grow up and be like yeah we were poor when I was a kid nope my kids know that sometimes money is tight but they don't know that the extent and I never want them to know the extent um why uh I mean I, I think I know why I think the that's how you is... break a generational curse yeah I think that's how you where it starts I think that educating them as well like my kids are aware when my son graduates high school he will understand what a credit card is he'll understand what credit is he'll understand when you mess this up you're about to mess up a whole lot um i think that that's why it's i don't want my kids and we live in a culture now where stuff makes you who you are and i hate that um i think that's so tacky i think it's i try to give my kids some old school values how i was raised i remember being young and my grandma actually made some of our clothes and if I sent my kids to school now in clothes that were handmade, I cannot imagine the bullying that would ensue behind that. Like, that would be a nightmare. Um, but I also don't want my kids to think stuff is all there is. Mm-hmm. But I also don't want them to think they can't ever have stuff either. Right. When you see when you see other people that are doing well, like what is the narrative in your head when you see them? Um. I'll give you two. Okay. So if I'm with my family, I'm just like, oh, 
Look at little Johnny and little Susie. And why I'm using Johnny and Susie, I don't know. I was going to say, what do Johnny and Susie look like? <laughs> like, Johnny and Susie are probably white. I mean, just being honest. Um, but, I mean, you, you... When I'm with my family, it's a very... People are irrelevant. But when you're with yourself and your own thoughts, it's like, dang, I wish we were doing better. I wish that my kids didn't have to struggle or my kids didn't have to ever endure any of the... Um, the complications of life that they didn't have to see those things what's doing better I don't know I mean if you if I, I, I don't want to go to speak some mass hypothetical like you know when I mentioned I got a jet ski you got, yeah. I got a Ferrari but like if, where if you, you don't can, have to zero out every two weeks right like where you can um, do the basketball trials and the dance and the grocery shopping and make all of that happen. And nobody, that the money wasn't a stressor. Right. I'm going to say something. Um, when, you, when you talk about, you know, making it or, or what we're, it's, I, I notice it's never about you. I mean, none of this is about you. Mm-mm. you. You're always talking about your kids and your family. My kids and my family are my everything. My kids are... I had my son when I was 17 years old, and I swore I'd never be on welfare. I swore up and down I'd never be on welfare. I graduated high school with a 10-month-old baby on my hip, and I was pregnant again two years later. And I promised myself that my kids would never, <clears throat> excuse me, y'all, <laughs> um, go through any of that. Do you feel like you're doing it? I'm getting there. I mean, it, it sounds like I, mean, I saw you in action. I mean, I, I don't think you should take yourself for granted. I mean, you, it may feel like you're getting kicked around every, I'm every really day. I'm really sorry. Why? <laughs> tears. Why? I mean... This is hard. This is why these conversations are hard. But this is, I mean, the sad thing in a way is that you're not unique. This isn't like you're like yeah. the only one that's having to do this. And, and the fact that we, you know, we as a community need to realize that, like, it's not, it's not easy every day. No. And I don't go around and I think people um, miss the mark sometimes. People think that just because somebody's struggling, they want to hand help. And I've had to ask people to help us you know, with rent before, and that is the most gut-wrenching, most embarrassing, most degrading thing you ever have to do. When you have a full-time job, and that's what you have to do. Um, One of our children has quite a few medical bills, and so we ran into a problem a couple months ago where that was the story. It was either they got help, or they didn't get help, and we paid rent. And you don't have the margin for that. I mean, not a seventeen hundred dollar margin. And so the, yeah, but I mean the, the the thing though is is when you went to 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 seek help, I know you just said it was just gut wrenching. It's hard, but I mean, did you you had to be thinking like I'm not doing this for me. I'm doing mm-hmm. this for somebody. You know, my family. I put my pride to the side a lot. I can't be prideful when it comes to something like that. If it means that. Um, 
me being embarrassed or my kids having a chance. I'll always take my kids being able to have a chance. Is it, is it hard to live that way? Mm-hmm. I mean, because you're, you're living a selfless life this way. I don't know that it's always hard. It's just what I'm supposed to do. Like, when you have kids, it's what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to raise them and make them be good people. You raise good people. And so I do everything I can to make sure that that's my kids, and my kids have opportunities to be good people. 